it's Jordan Johnson, and you are listening to The Grove Podcast. Today, we have the incredible Tasha Cobbs Leonard on the podcast. Tasha is a Grammy Award-winning singer and songwriter and one of the most iconic voices in gospel music today. She's a longtime friend of our pastors, Louie and Shelley Giglio, and actually recorded her album Heart, Passion, Pursuit live here at Passion City Church. Tasha and her husband, Kenny, helped found the Purpose Place Church in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And today, Shelly has an incredibly encouraging and life-breathing conversation with her as they talk about life in the spotlight, pouring into others, and how to leverage ministry on and off the stage. So here is Shelly Giglio with Tasha Cobbs Leonard. Hi, Tasha. How are you? I am literally so thrilled to be talking to you. How are you today? (laughs) I'm doing really well. Good. I'm excited to talk to you today. Thank you. It's my greatest joy always to talk to you. It brings um, such joy to my life. So thank you for saying yes. Absolutely. And thank you for your friendship. (laughs) Tell me what's going on today. Where are you? Are you at home? Yes, we're home. Kenny is right here recording me. Way to go, Kenny. Come on. <laughs> so so um, I just was thinking this morning as we were preparing to talk um, about how much connectivity we've gotten to have in life, um, just mm-hmm. sporadically and along the way. But I was thinking about the moment in particular where you were standing on our stage at Passion City recording. And literally, I started reliving the powerful moments that we stood in together and I got yeah. tears in my eyes. I just kept saying to God over and over, thank you, God. Wow. I cannot believe we got to do this together. So wow, how special is God? So You know what? I started thinking back through those moments as you were just speaking. Um, just for one, to be able to do ministry and to inspire people to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ yep. is... Phenomenal. I mean, it's such an honor. Yes. Yes. Such a privilege. Yes. But to do it alongside people that you love, people that you share life with, you know, outside of that, those stage moments, we have the opportunity to have a friendship, you know, where we, when we come together, the Bible talks about when the cherubim face one another, that's where the mercy seat is created. And I think we face one another outside of those moments on the platform, you yes. know, so to have opportunities to share together and then come together and worship is just, you know, I can't explain it. It's awesome. Well, it's the way God intended it. But I think sometimes even with ministry, um, instead of bringing it, us together, it pulls us apart. You know, the schedule wow. pulls us apart. The, the um, Even our commitment sometimes feels like it can be so isolating. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the greatest privileges is when you see that that's not God's intent at all. So true. God's intent is for us to stand in moments together. And in the unity of that is where the beauty unfolds. And we're meant to share it. And sometimes I think the very thing that we feel called to do feels like the thing that separates us. Wow. And it's hard for me to fathom how we've kind of gotten it to that point. But I think when we have moments like we share together, we can feel the camaraderie Mm. and the spiritual growth shared in space that was intended to be that way from the very beginning. Wow, that is so strong. It's so true. Um, I think a lot of times we don't 
well, up until now, we we didn't take the time to stop with our lives were so cluttered that we didn't stop to think about, you know, hey, have I shared these moments with other people? Mm-hmm. And and I mean, even a little more intimate with our, our families, you know, sometimes in ministry, a lot of times if I was a PK growing up. And so though my parents, they, they were very intentional about family time, sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in the clutter of ministry, the yeah. clutter of work um, that you forget, hey, let's just hang out with the kids. Let's yeah. go outside. I saw you the other day on your Instagram. You guys were outside, yep. you know, just playing games. Yes. And sometimes we forget about those moments that they are just as important as the moment standing up, leading, standing up, teaching. Those family moments are just as important. Um, yeah, and God's given us a stewardship. I think you and Kenny um, do that well. You have you know that your stewardship is is as much, if not more, to your family than it is to every other person in the world. Absolutely, and that's a priority that God has set into motion for our lives. And out of that overflow is where everyone else gets touched. So true. That's so good. And when we invert that, or or, or I guess mess it up, which we have a tendency to do. I know I do. I'll speak for me. Yeah. Then God, I think God has to withdraw some of the favor that He's intended for our lives because it's like you're not really stewarding what I gave you to steward. You're too interested in trying to get a platform so that you can produce something out to the rest of the world. Wow. And I feel like with you and Kenny that I can feel your priorities. Oh, that's so awesome. And what it does is it gives it power. So true. And even with one another, yeah. you know, and in, in the marital relationship, the, we call it the ministry of marriage. Right. Um, just a few weeks ago, we were, we took a vacation. Praise you know, God. we were just thinking, hey, we got to yep. get away. If it's just a week, you know, so we can look each other in the face, yep. <laughs> you know, talk, communicate, yes. you know, have those conversations that we need is so necessary for ministry. Even in pastoral leadership or any form of leadership, you have to make sure that your house is in order yep. before you lead others. So um, I, I totally agree. I think this is something that everyone who hears needs to take a moment and just say, hmm, how have I been to my family? You know, what's my position there? Right. What's my priority checklist looking like? Yeah. And what does my husband or wife and my kids think about what I'm doing? Mm. You know, I, I think sometimes if we would ask them, Wow. They would let us know, hey, your priorities aren't really in order. So true. And I feel like we we don't want to know sometimes, and I've lived there. I understand that. But I also know that those are the people closest to our lives. And they're the people that can testify to our spirituality more than any other person yeah. alive. Yep. And if we ask them, they'll tell us, you know, because they love <laughs> us. They will say yeah. to us, hey, it feels a little out of order here. Wow. And I just think sometimes we we uh, resist that, and yet we have it right at our fingertips, and it could realign and reorder organize some things wow. for us if we would just um, avail ourselves to that. You mentioned being a pastor's kid. I think... Um, did your family steward that well for you? Did you see good examples of what it looked like to balance life and ministry? You know, I have a thing around here where I talk a lot about balance in life is hard to find, mm. but God calls us to leverage our lives instead of balance wow. our lives. Wow. What are, what are your thoughts about that? <laughs> yes. Um, so for my family, my father, 
I grew up in church. Of course, I'm a church kid. Um, but my father started our ministry when I was 10 years old. Um, my brother and I were very active in sports, um, academics, school, yep, all of that stuff. That. And so my mother, um, my mother was like the balance in the family. Yeah. So if my, you know, my dad was old school pastor, the pastors that go in before everybody gets there, you know, checks the thermostat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's the last one to leave. <laughs> You know, so my dad was that one, you know, that that didn't want to miss a Sunday old school pastor. Um, But my mother, she was the balance. She would say to him, hey, we are taking a vacation this summer, you know, so prepare yourself to miss this Sunday. It's coming. Get ready. Yep. Yeah. So my parents were they they created balance in our life. And I'm really appreciative of that. And, you know, I have a chance to tell my mom, my, my father went to be with the Lord six years ago. Yeah. But my mother, she's still pastoring our, our church back at home, along with my brother. And so we have this opportunity now to share with her, you know, thank you for creating balance in our lives. Yeah. I think it makes me a better minister, a better leader, having that strong foundation. What a beautiful thing to have. And and just to know that I think, um, you know, you you to me feel like you have the intention of the world on you, ah. but you are a beautiful steward of the calling. Wow. Wow. So I the whole that. world is watching you manage, steward, and lead mm. your own life toward the wow. calling that God has put on your life. But you feel like in the midst of that, Tasha, that you have so much... Um, is it responsibility? Yes. I think you have an immense responsibility, Gene, that helps you carry what you've been given. Mm-hmm. But I think you also have the ability to allow people to come in at the place of exposure and um, understanding, but never to a compromise of your actual calling between you and God. Wow. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> And I respect it so much. I The longer I look at it, the more I'm amazed by the way God has built you hmm. to do this very thing. Do you feel that? Do you feel like I have people close and there's a lot of people watching and obviously there are fans all over the world and all of that? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's more of a distraction or do you feel like you and Jesus are locked eye to eye and that you can lead what you've been given? Wow. I, I, I love this. I love this question. Um, I think I feel a, a, a weight of them both, the weight of them both. Yeah. Um, I do feel like there are there are a lot of eyes watching, but I, I go back. You know, I have to keep going back to that foundation with my parents. Um, there's a story I want to share. Uh, I was about 11 years old. Uh, my my father's brother, he came in from Las Vegas. He was a he's a strong intercessor, mm-hmm. prayer warrior. I mean, one of the ones that wakes up like four a.m. in the morning. So his <laughs> the room where he was staying was right above my bedroom, and I could hear him just walking around, pacing Amazing. the floors, praying before the Lord. And that morning, he came downstairs and he had a conversation with my parents. He said, um, "We all know that there's a strong." calling on Tasha's life. And he said, the Lord just shared with me that we have to cover and cultivate her as a leader Mm. and cover and cultivate her anointing. And so from a very, very young age, I remember hearing that conversation and I started praying a prayer over myself that God would God would continue to increase my anointing and never take his grace 
away from my life. Beautiful. And I don't know that I understood as an 11 year old child just how much, right, just how much that prayer meant for me now that. You know, sometimes if we just be honest, when there are a lot of eyes, a lot of celebration comes with that, a lot of hand claps and applause, you know, you can easily think, wow, they're applauding me. I'm so great. I'm so But I I go back to that prayer. Keep me humble. Never take your grace away from me. You know, and that place of humility is like this is all for the glory of God. And so to answer that question, I believe that the relationship between Jesus Christ and I will always remain priority. It's the first thing. I live to please him. I want to please him. And if other people are pleased while I'm pleasing him, then so be it. And if you're not pleased because I'm pleasing him, then so be it. Um, But, you know, I I believe that it's all about um, the audience of one that we talk about a lot. I just had an opportunity to do a live recording at the Ryman Theater. Which looked absolutely (laughs) incredible. That place is so special. Oh, it's beautiful. And the way you led, I just, Tasha, I, I can't stop listening or watching what happened in that space. Wow. Yeah, it was. I remember having the conversations back and forth. So are we going to do it? You know, there's not an audience here. And I remember praying about it and saying, you know, we as worship leaders, leaders in general, we always say, I'm doing this for an audience of one. And here I had the opportunity to literally do it for an audience of one. It was one of the most beautiful, just so rich, one of the most rich experiences I've ever had in the presence of God. Um, And to think we did full production. I mean, we had bands, singers, everything. I wanted to do it in a major way for an audience of one. That is and one of the most I, powerful I, things. I don't think you'll ever forget that moment. Yeah, not at all. And just think how pleased God was to think, you know, she says this is her heart and I know her I know her heart. Yeah. But I also get her I get to see her do what she says she believes. Hmm. Wow. I'm imagine God's perspective of watching you Give him the glory he deserves. Yeah, I mean it just. Yeah, I mean, brings beautiful. tears to it my eyes. It was beautiful. Yeah, and again, I think that's why God continues to say, you know what? I favor people who have my glory as their main intent. Mm. My favor wow. falls on people who prioritize. Yeah, me. Wow. And I don't understand it, but I do believe it. You know, I can't quite figure out how God determines. And what he sees and knows about us, us, you know, in our intent, not in our actions, in our intent. Yeah. And that's what he says he's judging. You know, man looks at outward appearance, but God is staring at our hearts. Mm-hmm. He's looking directly at our intent. And I believe that, you know, even in this case, it was, a pra- it was a practice for you to say, my heart's intent is to bring glory to your name. Yeah. And now I get to live that out in this setting. Right. Right. Beautiful, so beautiful. You you keep talking about favor. I um one of my one of my mentors and our leader. His name is Darius Daniels, and I know many of us have heard of him. Yeah. And the other night he was kind of sharing with us, and he said something. He quoted something that I'm just going to take with me for life. He said, "Favor is not what God gives us to accomplish our wishes. Yeah. It's what God gives us to accomplish His will." Yeah. That is just so powerful. Oh, it's so powerful when you it think is, about because it. Because he's he's accommodating so much of our desire. 
Yeah. It, it says that He wants to give us our heart's desires. Wow. But His glory is uncompromised. Uncompromised. He will not compromise His glory to give us our desires. Yep. His glory. Yeah. He knows His glory needs to be our main desire. Mm-hmm. And so He's gracing us with the idea that, yes, put your heart before me. Tell me what you want in life. You know, express your vision and prayers for your life. But to the degree that it coincides with my glory is to the degree that I unleash my favor. Exactly. Yeah. So that's where it all comes in, and it's just powerful to watch it happen, especially in your life. Wow. Talk for a second, Tasha, about we talk as Grove Girls around here a lot about life that flourishes, Mm. how to live as oak trees planted by the stream where we are in community with each other, growing up to be strong, growing long limbs that provide incredible shade for people who are in such desperate need of cool air. Wow. And how how do you feel like in this season, and maybe even speak to the season that's coming for you, maybe the vision that you can see God leading you to, mm-hmm. how do you feel like you're establishing that flourishing life? As as you were speaking, two things came to mind. That is pouring into others mm-hmm. and receiving from those who from whom you glean. I I believe in order to flourish, you have to continue to study to show yourself approved. And mm-hmm. I and I and I don't say I'm not saying that just for scripture. Yes, we study scripture. Yes, we read a lot of books, but I also study people. Yeah. I allow people to pour into me and then I and then I empty myself out into others. I have mentors all over all around the world. I'm constantly pouring into them those things that I've learned over the years. You know, when I when I, I you were talking about covering and being becoming a shadow and I, I, that's what I think. I think, hey, I'm called to cover this next generation. They are when you think about I have I have God children who could play any instrument in the world. It's like they pick it up and this generation is one of the most gifted. Yes. Oh my God. They I mean they can do in speaking, in in academics, they are just they can excel. I think one of the places that's missing the most is that place of process. Hmm. They have to go through process. And so one of the things that I pour into my mentees and those that I'm able uh, to to just encourage and pour into is that, hey, those seasons where you feel like, oh, this is too hard for me, those are the seasons that are making you right. stronger. They're preparing you for what's to come in life. Yeah. And we can't just skip over those. You know, for t- even for 2020, we talk about the year 2020 and everybody's like, just throw it away, throw it away. Um, one of my mentees told me the other day, she said, God doesn't have a throwaway year. Right. That's He's it. doing something That's even right. in this year. Yep. You know, you know, all things work together for the for them who love the Lord. Yep. So some, God is doing, yep. He's doing something That's with 2020. Right, Yep. And we can't just miss that moment and say, man, 2020 was too hard. And God is saying, no, but I wanted you to see this. Yeah. We talked about 2020 vision and he, you know, he laid it out yes. like, hey, this is what I want you to see. This is an area in your life that I need you to correct in order for me to put favor on your life in that area. But I think we've been so caught up in saying, oh, 2020 was terrible. It's, you know, right it, it was off. hard. Yeah. No. Right. It, he doesn't have a throwaway year. That's so good. And so I, I think about pouring and receiving. You know, I, I believe you. that's that's a place when you become someone who who's open to receive and someone who's transparent enough to pour, then you thrive. 
that's where you flourish. Yeah, I always think about um, the idea that God doesn't just give it to us, but He wants to give it through us. Mm-hmm. And if we just become reservoirs for holding the things of God, we're just He just pours in and pours in, and then we just it's stale water because it just stays. Yeah, I feel like. That God is like, wait a second, I didn't give that to you just for you. I gave it to you for the nations. Yeah, yeah. I gave through you what I was giving to a lot of people. And instead of passing it through you, you just stored it up for you. Stored it up. And it feels like that just doesn't release the power of God. And and when I watch you lead, not just on a stage in worship, but in life. Yeah. I can see that the things of God aren't coming just to you, that they're coming through you. Oh, that's beautiful. And it's such a, it's so powerful, Tasha. It's so, it doesn't ever feel like I'm looking at you going, oh, these are the Hmm. things Tasha thinks. And these are the way Tasha, this is what Tasha would like to say. It feels like you're a carrier of someone way greater than yourself. Wow. And that you're just simply a pass through for the things of God to come to his people and I love watching you minister in that way. That's beautiful. I think I'm, I'm always so proud. I'm not, a, I'm not a major crier, but anytime I see someone that I've been pouring into mm-hmm. stand and minister or stand strong in their gift, it, it always brings tears to my eyes Same. because I'm always thinking, man, this is what I've seen in you. Yeah. You know, this is, this is, you know, this is God's promise to you. And now you're walking in purpose. That just always, you know, that brings, I don't know if, the, if, if it's the mother in me or what, but yeah. It, <laughs> it brings me to tears. Yes. Yeah. Talk about just as we finish, just talk a little bit about longevity because, you know, I think you and I want to be here for a long time. We want to be about the things of God and for our lifetimes. Yeah. And I feel like ministry can be um, uh, destructive in the way that it stops people from doing that sometimes. Mm. Wow. How are you setting your heart and course over a long season? So that when I when I know you 20 years from now and we're standing in a moment together that you and I are both still on fire. That's awesome. You, when you asked that question, I thought both f- physically and spiritually. Yes. You know, I believe that we have to we have to make it like a, it's holistic. You know, I believe that God has entrusted us to take care of the gifts he's given us, um the people that he's entrusted to us yeah. as well as the bodies that he's given us. Um, so I, I love to share Kenny's story. We talk about my husband, uh, and I haven't had a chance to talk to you about this, but um, about two months ago, we were at home just chilling, working on our businesses. And my husband says, you know, Tasha, I have, I'm having some chest pains. That was mm-hmm. about 7, 7 a.m. that morning. And he came downstairs about 3 p.m. after walking, after working and having, um, uh, meetings all day and he was like I think I need to go to the emergency room oh and we got goodness. to the emergency room and I could not go in of course we're in the pandemic so I'm sitting in the car praying and about an hour later the doctor calls me and says your husband is having an active heart attack no. and my mind in the spirit I went back to six years ago my father died of a heart attack Mm-mm. and the enemy starts to tell me I'm going to take your husband just like I took your father Tasha. you know I'm the same way your father Left and and I, and so my mother just happened to be here, you know, visiting, and she laid her hands on me, and she began to pray, um, and there was a peace 
that came over me that I just cannot explain. And so the doctors told me, we're going to rush him downtown. If you can beat us there, you'll have an opportunity, you know, to touch him, to, mm-hmm. you know, to, to do whatever you need to do. And You're so like, I waited. There. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, sister, I waited in the bushes. Yep. And when that ambulance pulled up, they pulled my husband off. And no, I didn't take it, uh, take the moment to have a movie moment. Mm-hmm. I laid my hands on my husband mm-hmm. and I said, by his stripes, you are already healed. Yeah. And they took him back. Um, We later found out that Kenny was having a massive heart attack. And to this day, there's no damage to his heart. The testimony behind this is absolutely amazing. Uh, the, the, The artery that was blocked was called the widow maker. And I am not a widow today. I'm talking to you. Um, But see, so God did the miracle. God did the miracle. And both of us felt that afterwards, it's our job now to maintain it. And so we changed our lifestyles. You know, we changed our eating habits. We we became more active with our bodies to take care of our bodies. And I believe that it it requires that, that you have to be intentional. That's a, you know, that's a physical example. But even when it comes to our gifts, you know, we have to make sure that we're we're not overstaying our welcome in a season. That when God says, okay, it's, it's time for you to move forward into your next place. Place, allow some of the younger ones to take it over. We can't we can't say, oh no, but I want to stay here forever. You know, I love this mom. No, God is saying, I have more. He's a, the Bible says we go from great faith to faith and glory to glory. That's it. You know, there we have to go from glory to glory yeah. in order to attain that longevity that you're talking about. Yeah. So don't be scared of the next season. Yeah. You know, God has something great for you even in your next season, but you have to do what it takes to matriculate, um, to move to that next place. So that's what I, I wanted to share that testimony for someone, you know, who anyone who may be listening to say, hey, you know, you may have come up, but that was a hard place for me to hear that doctor say, you know, your husband is having a heart attack. But then I had to make a choice in the spirit realm and in the natural that I'm going to trust God and then I'm going to do my part. That's it. And in life, that's what we have to do. We have to trust God and we have to do our parts. Well, A, thank you, God, for Kenny's life. Thank you for preserving his life. Thank you for giving him long days. Amen. I believe you will in Jesus' name. And we're so grateful today. And obviously, I didn't know that story. I didn't know you would tell that story. I didn't know that actually happened. And Yeah. But on my piece of paper where I'm speaking to you, this is what I wrote. The enemy wants to define us by our scars, but Jesus has already defined us by his. By his stripes, we are healed. I want to shout. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how God knew that. Jesus. He just is speaking this word over our lives today. Yeah. Physically and spiritually, do not be defined by anything other than the stripes and healing of Jesus. Mm. And to that Jesus. degree, yes and amen. I believe that's his word yes today. Yes and amen. So thankful. Thank I you, love Lord. you so much. I love Kenny. I'm I so grateful you. for your lives and the way that we get to build life together at times. And it's so special to me. Yeah. And just know that as we go, I want to pray the blessing of God over your life, Tasha. Wow. We I want it. to pray the abundance abundance of God over your life and family. Yes, Lord. That He would establish in the heavenlies and release on earth everything that's in His heart for you. Jesus. And that every day ahead of you would be sure-footed, that would be clear, that you would be obedient, that there would never be a circumstance or an opportunity for you to stray from the path that He's designed and purposed for your life. And that we, as your fellow 
Christians and lovers of Jesus would say to you, yes and amen, to everything that you do in His name. We are with yes, Lord. you and so grateful for you. Thank you, Lord. And amen. 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 What an incredible way to wrap up this conversation. I don't think Shelly expected to be able to bless Tasha like that today, but what an encouragement for us all to look around today and see who is in our path that we could speak a word of blessing over, whether that's our families, coworkers, friends. Let's be open to how we can speak truth and life into them today. And we know that you're going to want to check out TashaCobbsLeonard.com to keep up with Tasha and download all of her incredible music. And be sure to keep up with us on Instagram at PCC underscore The Grove, as well as TheGroveOnline.com. And we will catch you next time on The Grove Podcast.